Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com. Thanks and welcome everybody to another great coffee break here. Um, Just kind of to set the stage for the topic that we're all going to be collaborating about today. Um, You know, it's been a primary initiative at C2P to continue to help build training that makes us all more efficient. And like in the spirit of what we call the Rainmaker Multiplier, you know, I think for the most, the majority of us that are that are lead advisors on this call, we are essentially Rainmakers. And so the more and more we can delegate to other people to help us with uh, case design, case prep, plan design, the package plan deliverables, the more time that we can all spend meeting with ideal clients and prospects and bringing on new business. And so, you know, one of the core focuses at C2P, as we look at our advisor career path, is how do we build more robust training for the first two rungs, the client service associate and the paraplanner? Because at the end of the day, if we can build a lot of really great training for them, they could make you way more efficient. And in turn, we're all going to be able to continue to grow our businesses. And so, um, you know, it was about a year or so ago, Jason asked me to really kind of start looking at everything I do from a plan design perspective and start packaging training and recording exactly what I'm doing to ultimately arrive at a deliverable that I'm using and that we teach as part of the bucket plan 2.0 holistic planning process. And so that's kind of this first evolution of the new e-learning course that we launched is it's kind of just a quick down and dirty course on like, here's a number of different best practices from the package plan deliverable to social security optimization to how we're building out portfolio analytics and analysis with Quanti. And I even record exactly how I present that to my clients to how we do certain financial modeling. And again, you know, The purpose of the training is to really deliver those ideas and best practices to those that are supporting you. But in turn, what's also happened is I've had some of our absolute top advisors at C2P that have come up to me and been like, I went through that training myself and I found a ton of value in seeing how you present certain things to clients or shortcuts or hacks into how you quickly get to a plan deliverable. And so um, that's what we're going to be speaking about today. And I think kind of a couple of different components of this is number one, there's a, a good segment of you all that have been through that training. And I'd love to just hear some of like, your takeaways, um, aha moments maybe you had from that training, how you're using it with your team. Um, And then secondarily, just kind of a collaborative brainstorm on what else you you all might need as C2P is continuing to build this out. Because we just had our quarterly leadership team meeting, our full day. And one of our goals in Q3 here is to build an entire outline of a training curriculum for a client service associate. So, you know, that's one of the biggest issues when you, when you hire somebody brand new to this business, 
how do you actually get them trained to be a fully competent client service associate? So we're working on all of that. And it all kind of fits together with this of client service associate, paraplanner, being able to delegate, plan design, analytics, and all the deliverables we need to produce for our clients. And so a uh, couple other guests with us here. Um, Joe, I'll turn it over to you first. You uh, Did you have a chance to go through the course and um, yeah, any kind of thoughts or, or how it's maybe helped you or things that you pulled away from it? Uh, yeah, lots. Um, I, there was the survey that came out recently and one of the comments I had put in there is I needed to hear more of Dave, how Dave Allison actually presents this to clients. I had not gone through the quanti training yet. And uh, going through the deliverable packages, I was able to tweak a lot of what I was doing. Uh, I found that we were able to really simplify the process, save us a boatload of time, make it more effective. When I went into the quanti, I've had that software and have used it regularly, but there were so many pointers in there uh, just on how to create the portfolios, uh, what you were presenting, because we tend to overcomplicate things, at least I do. So it took a lot of the screenshots out. So when I do, when I'm presenting, I'm doing screenshots of the quanti. I'm not doing quanti live, but I realize, especially if it's a larger client and it's portfolio fo focused, how much more effective I would be being live on quanti. So I wouldn't do it for all of them, but when it's the right, you know, the right situation, that is something I'm going to change. Uh, but yeah, I, it's implementing the changes and I have a few, few oddball questions. I'm gonna go through it again, but so many things that I was looking for and hoping existed were actually in the training already. So it is learning from someone that's actually been doing this over and over again and has been effective with it. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been incredibly valuable uh, putting one of our uh, team through it because uh, he puts together a lot of the initial quanti work so he'll be able to prep those for me as in a way that I'll need them. So it should save boatloads of staff time as well. And, you know, I'm, we're all about process in this office. And so the more we can get, that's just routine. We know what, what the outcome is going to look like. So we're comfortable moving into it. That's, that's really going to be good. Just standardizing things. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times, like, I'm just in a meeting with a client, whether it's an annual review whether it's a new prospect and I bring up Quante just to educate. I'll educate on like the drawdown of the S&P versus the drawdown of the NASDAQ versus some portfolios we might have. And just very simple things. Even if I want to throw up a chart of an individual stock like Apple, um, I did it last night on our our quarterly market update with Apollo, where, you know, I had a client like two months ago that was like, hey, how much NVIDIA do we have? So I was able to pull up one of the dimensional portfolios and I just go to holdings and I showed them where NVIDIA fell in the top 20 holdings that we had. So it's just like little stuff like that that makes a big difference when you could navigate. And, and that was some of what we go through because there's kind of two components of Quanti. Um, number one is like how we're using it to actually kind of build a proposal and have that proposal go into the plan deliverable. But the second component is how you use it as a sales and educational tool interactively with the client. So appreciate you sharing that, Joe. How about you, Charlie? 
Uh, yeah, I would echo everything that Joe said. I think the the value of the training, there's there's two main aspects for the advisors or for the rainmakers. Uh, there's great language in there that you've provided, Dave, on you know when you're presenting. And so for the the lead advisors, I would encourage everyone to go through it to pick up the the language piece of it. But then it's also a, just a great tool to provide the training to your your staff. And as somebody that is very poor, does a very poor job of delegating, mostly because I don't have the the patience to to provide the instructions on the front end. This totally alleviates that because I can literally just tell my team to hey go watch these videos and it gives all of the instructions that you need for what I'm looking for. And so it saves a lot of that, that work on the front end on the training side. Yeah. And I think that's an important point. Like it's very hard to delegate if you haven't been through it yourself because you don't know what the output and expectation should be. And so I think even just going through it once and seeing like, how transformational that repeatable process is of plan deliverable. I mean, when we're working with clients, you know, and, and kind of David Roth and I, he's kind of sitting in that second chair in every one of my meetings, essentially some of the template of the package plan deliverable, like he starts working on that at the conclusion of our second meeting, which is typically our design meeting. He starts using that templated deliverable to start plugging the client's information in. And then you know, offline, he finishes it out. And I would say he typically is able to get it to 90% completion, you know, and then from there sends it over to me. And now instead of me having to spend a lot of time getting it to 90%, which is where the bulk of the data entry and some of the foundational elements of, you know, requesting illustrations and things like that go, I just have to kind of get it to the final 10% and add some ideas and strategy to it. So, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's a key element of you understanding first and then being able to, you know, delegate and hold accountable. Julie, how about you? My big takeaway from all of the components is, you know, the ability to, to bring clarity by not adding so much information that the client can't digest it. So an example is on the plan deliverable. I had a template that I stole from somebody else in uh, C2P but it had a lot of words in it. And so I'd have to go back and I'd have to manually go, I hate, I despise putting together my deliverable. Um, ask Ryan, because I always get nastygrams from him. I was like, where is it? Where is it? Um, but the template that Dave shared, there's no verbiage necessarily. There's not a lot of wording. And so for me, trying to get the clarity to the client with, the, with less words is like a game changer for me. So I, I've already dumped my other template. <laughs> and built this one out with um with my logo on it but and then some other things that he did that i wasn't doing that again just if you think back to the planning process from start to finish we talk an awful lot right and we expect these clients to ingest and digest all this information so something as simple as adding the tax efficient funnels as part of your deliverable um and the um tax tax diversification report all of a sudden now they remember they're like oh yeah this is why we're doing this. This is why we're doing conversion. This is why we're doing a brokerage account. So I found that very helpful. And it kind of brought down some of the anxiety that I get every time I'm getting ready to start from scratch. After I've already gone through all the whole process of putting everything in training and whatnot, and then I start building out this plan and I hated it. So um, I'm really glad that I 
sat in on that one. I, I was actually a little hesitant. I'm like, oh, I have a plan deliverable. Hmm. Uh, well, let's see what Dave's doing. <laughs> so um, that was a big game changer for me. Uh, and then I say um, also on tax clarity and quantity. Um, when I got tax clarity, um, you know, there's very little training on their website. If you've gone there and the couple calls that I made to them, I was like, oh my God, nobody can help me answer these questions. So watching Dave um, go through that was a, a, again, a game changer. I'm more now inclined to get back into using that on a regular basis, just so I can hear how he talks to a client. I can hear what's important to share and what's not. Right? I mean, there's some things in tax clarity and or in quantity that, you know, again, would go over the head of client. So, you know, I would say if you haven't, for those of you who haven't gone through all of these, the social security, the tax clarity, and the quantity, you really, really should. Because even if you take away one or two things, it can, like me, you know, either improve your process or solidify that what you're doing is correct or incorrect. Um, but I, I thought it was all fantastic information. And I love that I'm going to be able to hand that down to my first hire and say, just, this is what we're doing and this is how we do it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, having the ease of the deliverable, I remember it was like six, seven months ago, um, we did a step two meeting. So a design meeting with a client on Thursday. And like, we all know sales 101 is time kills deals. Like you want to keep that client moving when you have momentum and they're engaged because Every day that goes by from the time they last met with you, they're exponentially forgetting what you told them. Like they just have their lives to go live, right? And so I remember this client, we were we were doing their design meeting at like four o'clock on Thursday. And I was like, all right, the next step in our process is we're going to move to deliver and we're going to deliver your plan, recommendations, ideas, and strategies based on everything we spoke about. And they were like, cool, when can we do that? And I was like, how does tomorrow look? And they were like, well, how can you get all this together by then? I said, yeah, we can. We'll be able to put this deliverable together for you by then. And I mean, their plan was not very complex. We weren't doing a lot of financial modeling, but you know, we were doing backdoor uh, Roths. We were moving over some non-qualified. We were doing uh, four different life insurance policies, two term and two permanent on each. So like, there was those moving parts, but that was all stuff we were able to, to get pretty quickly and just plug it all into the deliverable template because we did step one, discover, we utilized the tools and the resources in step two, the volatility tolerance analysis, the, the pyramid of risk. So there was nothing really that we needed to go gather or do that was going to be time consuming. I think, you know, maybe 45 minutes to just take that data, plug it in the plan deliverable, turn it into a PDF. And the next day we presented it to the client. We took the life insurance apps. We opened up the investment accounts and we started things funding. And again, like time kills deals. And not that you can always have a day turnaround, but I mean, think about your closing ratios. If you were able to keep the momentum three to four days after your design meeting, I think all of us, our numbers would improve and clients would not have to, you know, worry about like, you're not, you wouldn't have to worry about trying to reteach clients some of that stuff. And so I think this is all the efficiency of having the package deliverable 
And then being able to delegate to somebody else on your team to get it 80, 90% of the way there. We need to have some questions or other thoughts. Anybody, uh, anybody else kind of on the line that's either been through it or dealing with some of this in your business, positive, negative challenges, opportunities, successes that you've had with any of this? I'd love to, you know, in the spirit of coffee break, open it up here. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. Hey, Dave, just a quick comment on Julie, which she was talking about, uh, you know, learning tax clarity. I think I learned more about effectively using quanti and tax clarity from your training than I have from trying to go through the training on those programs. So we should start demanding a cut from them on training costs is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes, that would be wise. It was time well spent. I uh, At first, I wasn't going to go through them. And uh, I think I know these programs know that was not true. I did not know how to effectively use them. So, yeah. Well, much and, you know, I look at that as you want to learn the hacks. Like, I don't want the user manual on how to use Quanti. Like, I want to know the quick down and dirty of like the three or four things I'm going to show my client that's going to make them want to move their money over to me. And like, I feel like that's the benefit any of us have of learning from another practice, uh, practitioner and advisor. Like none of the people at Quanti, like I've shown some of the, like uh, talk to the CEO at Quanti like once a year. And I'm like, I'm using your software for this and that and that. And he's like, I've never even thought about that. You know? So it's um, I, I think like that's the value of all of us collaborating together, but I appreciate you, you sharing. And uh, that's, you know, even, as we think about the overall process, you know, Bibbo and I are teaching Bucket Plan 2.0. I think it's in September. Um, and uh, that's where we talk about, you know, execution and implementation and ideas around a lot of this stuff. So. Hey, Dave, can I add something real quick that I forgot yeah. to add? Um, a huge piece of information that I didn't realize was available, the um, spreadsheet for the period of risk so you can plug and play those numbers in again that was one of those things i'm like all right let me go do all the math what percentage is this and i'm, and I'm like oh somebody's gonna i'm gonna do it wrong and some client's gonna call it out of the month by five percent you know and, and so that that spreadsheet where you can just plug in the different um levels on the pyramid of risk super cool yeah i gotta give a shout out to you know yeah, David Roth created that actually, because like, you know, he would take like all these thoughts in my mind and then try to organize it all. Um, and essentially, like he built this like before and after template, like where we have, you know, all the accounts, we have like what's going in the now, soon and later bucket. And then we have what's, you know, low, medium and high on the pyramid of risk. And you just kind of plug in the numbers. And like, I feel like sometimes that's half the battle sitting around with your calculator and like, have you guys ever had a bucket plan where like you can't get the numbers to add up by like $400 and you spend like an hour on that stupid $400 trying to get it to write? Like 
that was like that drove me nuts more than anything. Um, and so just having that Excel file that helps kind of auto calculate the numbers. Um, when he showed me that, I was like, I don't know why I didn't think of this six years ago, you know, but it's it's a great little again, those are all the little hat uh, hacks and shortcuts um, to get you to where you want to go. And that and that's under that resource tab too. also the template for the bucket plan. The template that Jay, Dave was just talking about, and uh, one other one I can't remember what it was. A sample of the bucket plan template. So one already filled out. Yeah, uh, Tim put in. Are there resources we could put into the bucket plan or along with the bucket plan to show the value each portfolio management company, quantitative features of each portfolio that go beyond quantity, like that share strategy descriptions and rebalancing? I seem to be. Uh, seem to be a blue to grab quantity and illustrate easily but i'm struggling with the add-ins um able seem to be able <laughs> seem, gotcha <laughs> trying to read it on a separate screen Thanks, Dave. I, yeah yeah i i mean oh to be able not to be blue <laughs> i was like what i'm blue i feel so blue <laughs> i gotcha yeah um yeah, just the you know like i go to the websites i get some information there but stuff to put into the template or to add an addition to it. Because I'm trying to explain like dimensional is value and profitability, small cap. You know, I, I go over those things verbally, but it would be nice to have it as part of it. And I sometimes I pull in the brochures. Um, I just find the other resource really easy to grab. And maybe it's just, I got to get used to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't do any of that. So I don't like, I mean, for me, I don't get into a lot of that, like, you know, rebalancing or even, you know, that much like small cap or value or profitability or like selling managers. Um, you know, I kind of keep it pretty high level and quantity. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'd be curious to hear anyone else if anyone else has any good kind of pieces that they put as part of the plan deliverable that help, you know, clarify some of the value add of the investment management. I came across a piece somewhere. I don't know where I found it, um, but it had just a summary paragraph about dimensional. There was a summary paragraph uh, about the United portfolios. And I think they were meant more for advisors, but I just tweak them and use them as a cover for the section. Yeah, I created that a few years ago um, that it's in the Valor marketing material. It's called like the core strategic cheat sheet. And like it's a few bullet points or sentences on like the real kind of driving factors of why we have those on our platform. Um, so I think that's what you're referring to, Joe. And yeah, that could easily be like a little kind of high level piece. Um, could be an idea if somebody's looking for. I, I tend to follow Dave your your philosophy on keeping it more high level, but the thing that I like about the quantity tool is it just adds a little bit of transparency or a little bit of kind of a view a snapshot of behind the scenes what we've done to analyze their existing portfolio and just helps to add a little bit of credibility that hey we've we have this tool that we've used to analyze your existing portfolio. Here's what we found. You don't have to necessarily get super deep into the weeds unless you have somebody that really wants to go that deep. But I think at the end of the day, for, for a lot of clients, they just want to know that 
you've done your due diligence. And so that's as far as they need to, to go, I think, in a lot of situations. Yeah. And that's where, like, I shared this in the Quanti video, like, kind of dialing in on this specifically, like, strategically, how I always use Quanti. And I, I hardly, I, I will look at their current portfolio. So, like, we'll plug it in. But when we plug it in, I typically tell the client, all I'm looking at right now is the current holdings in their portfolio. Had the had they held and owned these exact same holdings for the last one, three, five, ten years, and I'm like, I did this with a client uh, three weeks ago. They just moved over about one point three million to me, and I put in their 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 holdings, and like you know, they had Tesla and Amazon and all these things in there, and I'm like, Hey, JB, did you did you really own Amazon ten years ago? Or was that something that was added in the last three months or six months? And you can you track every trade that you made? So I was like, honestly, looking at your current portfolio backwards doesn't really give us any good intel into how it actually did. I don't know if you outperformed a benchmark index fund or you underperformed it, but we can kind of tell how it exists today. And really, I say, so I'm not going to focus much on that. What I want to focus on is how we would construct a diversified portfolio to achieve your goals and objectives. And I want to start off with your soon bucket portfolio. Here's what we would recommend for a sound soon bucket portfolio. And I'd walk them through the performance and I'd say, all right, this is net of all fees, my advisor fee, the investment management fees, the internal fund expenses. Here's what it's done year to date. Here's what it's done over the last year, three years, five years. Here's the drawdown. Here's the income. Here's the top holdings. And then I would switch from the soon bucket over to the later bucket, because I want them to first see the soon bucket is going to underperform what the what I'm going to show them next in the later bucket. So if they're seeing, you know, historical performance of three to 5% in the soon bucket or whatever, then I flip and show them how we would construct a growth portfolio in the later bucket if they scored growth or an aggressive portfolio or a moderate or whatever they scored. And they can see that performance and they can see that the holdings are different. And now instead of holding bigger concentrations of fixed income or bonds, they're going to see more of the big names like Microsoft and Google and Apple and Amazon and Meta and Tesla as a percentage. And like, I think when you just fundamentally educate people on like those basics, they don't really get into like, who's the third party money manager and what's the tactical or strategic decisions or active components of it. Like if, if, if you're selling yourself on that and that's how you're selling part of your value proposition, then yeah, they're probably going to want to hear more about that. But like, I'm not selling myself on that stuff at all. I'm just selling myself on, we're building a good strategic plan. We're building good strategic investment allocations. You know, if you want to dabble in things to try to make speculative bets and maybe outperform the market. Like I have no problem with you recommending some stocks and we throw them in your portfolio. If you want to buy NVIDIA or Tesla or Amazon or whatever you want, we can do that. We do it in an unmanaged account. So like I kind of diffuse it that way. And I'm using that quanti tool as a way to do it. That's really helpful. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks. No, it's a great question. Thanks for sharing. Can I ask a quick question? Course, Frank. Hey, yeah, great. Um, thanks for everything you're doing here. It's really incredible. But uh, do you uh, do you sometimes do you send a video to some of these people you're going to work with ahead of time that kind of explains your process so they're kind of aligned properly, or do you just keep explaining it along the way and giving them that constant dose of vitamin C? 
Um, which process are you specifically referring to, Frank? Like our, our, yeah. The, the whole, the whole bucket process, the deliverables, you know, when you're going through the fundamentals along the way, like what our steps are, because I know the process is what really has gotten people moving in the past. That's been part of your unique, unique value proposition. Is there something you align them with or a video just explaining that process that they see ahead of time, or do you just explain it while you're working with them? Yeah, you know, it's something that we're actually working on a, a little bit. Jason kind of shared some some videos that they professionally recorded to try to keep momentum going. I personally don't right now. Essentially, I do a right fit call. I explain to them the process. I explain to them what they can expect and what it'll look like. We book our step one discovery meeting. After the step one discovery meeting, I do exactly what Greg Dillon taught us at the Mastermind Collegium. I loved, I do a bomb bomb video that goes out thanking them for their time and spending, you know, sharing with me. And then uh, David, who sits in that second chair position, he puts together that kind of artifact email recapping everything. And then, yeah, we just move right into design and deliver and then onboarding, um, I, I personally don't have a lot of stuff I send to them in between meetings, unless I want to educate them on concepts along the way. So I've done a, a bunch of you know shorter YouTube videos, like on the order of money and accumulation, or the order of money in distribution. Um, you know, some different concepts on like taking retirement income when the market is falling, like how how detrimental that is. So like you know, once in a while, I'll send little things like that if I want to educate them on something without having to spend a bunch of time. But um, it's nothing that's like every single time to every single client. It's just based on kind of what I hear from them. Sometimes I'll send them an episode of the Complete Wealth Management podcast if, you know, if we start talking about legal documents and I want them to hear me and my attorney, Benjamin Kelly, talking about that stuff or, uh things along that those lines if if i want to send them me and harley gordon talking about you know extended care events i can send them that episode now that bomb bomb video is a great idea everyone should have that you know and thanks for mentioning that awesome interested in learning more about the topics discussed today we want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success that's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, Information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of listening. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.